Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Do yourself a favor. Go pick up a vinyl of the One Scene Unity comp. As of this recording, there is black vinyl still available. So go check it out. Support From Within Records because they support us. Make sure to follow them on Instagram and Twitter and stay up to date on everything going on with them. On today's episode, we travel back up north, NorCal. I can't get enough of everybody up there. Everybody is so awesome, so nice, and so real. I reached out to my buddy Malachi. He plays in Jawstruck, Lead Dream, Scowl. Super awesome dude. I was just really happy to be able to sit down and just chop it up with him. It's always fun to be able to talk to him because he enjoys talking and it's really easy for me to talk to him. We uh, get along really well. So I appreciate conversations with him and I just really wanted to have him back on to talk about Lead Dream. They put out a record back in March, Mortal Vices. If you haven't yet, please go check that out. Super awesome band. Love them. And it's uh, definitely a trip. I, we, we talked about it at the very beginning of the podcast uh, that it just been like a hundred episodes since I had him on. And it's uh, crazy to me that it's been that long. So many episodes in between, but it was fun. I always enjoy talking to Malachi. So strap in, enjoy this conversation. So please, without further ado, welcome Malachi to the show. All right, and we're live. Welcome back to the podcast, Malachi. Malachi. What's up? Oh, you're there. Dude, we were just talking about this before we started recording, but it's been, yeah, like just over 100 episodes since the last time you were on. This is crazy. I had no idea so much time had passed, or maybe I just been so busy. I don't know, but thank you for being down to come back. You're a hard man to track down, so I appreciate you being down to come on the podcast. Yeah, of course, man. Sorry, I've been busy as fuck, man. Like, I'll forget shit, and I'll be like, oh, I got to get back to him. Like, it's never uh, never on purpose. I'll just realize that it starts slipping randomly. Yeah, it's all good. I, I you know, never took any offense just because I understand, like, obviously, you and I, we've talked a bunch behind the scenes, and I, I know that you're, uh, you know, got things going on and uh, knew that it would happen eventually. So, you know, cool. It took us a while, but we're here, so... I'm just stoked to finally be able to talk to you again. Had a blast last time. That shit was fun. Yeah, I, I know it, it was crazy. And like back then, like I feel like I've gotten, uh, like, well, I feel like I've gotten better at doing this. Uh, I, I hope, I hope I have, but that's just my own uh, assessment. And I, I still strive to try to figure out how to do this better every time I do it. Oh, you're fine then too. That was. That was very easy to talk to. I mean, I've talked to people in the past. I'm like, all right, what do, you, what do you want me to say? You know, but you're good. There's no issues with that. So, all right. Well, I I definitely appreciate those kind That's words. Um, oh no, wait. Are are you still there, Malachi? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I I thought you got disconnected. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, we're still good. Um, but uh, okay. So. The, this year has been crazy. Obviously, uh, you know, I talked about it with everybody. Everybody is aware. Obviously, we're in a pandemic, but 
one thing I thought was like pretty interesting, uh, Led Dream, you guys dropped uh, Mortal Vices like literally the week before the shutdown happened out here. And I was just curious, uh, like how it's been for you guys, you know, the reception of the release. And I, I know it sucks that you guys haven't been able to do anything because I, I was expecting a, a lot out of you guys from this record. So I, I was just curious, like how it's been this whole year for you guys. I mean, we all still see each other and we're going to practice tonight. Like we were just kind of like, was the day we dropped it, like COVID was still a joke. Like people weren't taking it seriously. Like no one, no one thought it was going to get to where it is now. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh yeah, yeah, we dropped it. And then there was uh, some, sh- we we're going to do a weekend run with Constrict. They just released some stuff and they had us come on to their, uh, their album release shows so we were on both those and i was i was stoked like and people seemed to fuck with the record which was cool like there was a lot of like parts on that record that like i know it was a personal it was a it was a trip because it seems like it was gonna be something uh it was gonna it seemed like people liked it and i was like really excited to play the songs live and then yeah we went on lockdown and the the shows that we had planned everyone was like they're not getting canceled like there's no way we're gonna have the shows it's only a two-week lockdown like we're gonna be good to go and i was like all right for sure and then slowly but surely i was like it's not gonna happen like there's no way and now i'm like i don't even know when shows are gonna come back like yeah it's a little no idea weird to think about those early days where it was like, yeah, we're going to just close everything down for two weeks. Uh, you know, there's curfews in place and everybody thought it was just going to be two weeks and we would be good to go. And to everybody's surprise, it's been months, almost a whole year. And we're still, you know, trying to fight through this and get better. So it's definitely been some strange times. Yeah. It's, it's the weirdest thing ever. I mean, I'm sure all of us will be like, We'll be like old ass people. Hopefully we make it there with the way the world is. And like, we'll be telling our grandkids or some shit or someone else's grandkids, if you don't have any, and be like, I remember when I went through the pandemic, like we couldn't do shit. Like, and they're they're like, what do you mean? You're like, you had to wear a mask everywhere. Out of restaurants, everyone had hand sanitizer. Like, you know, like trying to explain that to someone like now, and even trying to explain it to myself sometimes, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's a, it's a trip. Like, yeah, I'm like looking forward to those days where we can, uh, you know, look back and laugh at what this year has been. Cause it's just been tragic, like all over the place. Think about, you know, the beginning of the year with like, you know, some like, you know, famous people in sports passing away. And then like this past month, like, you know, some icons in hardcore, uh, passing away it's just been so strange and uh and i i hate when i see people like you know, talk about oh like i can't wait till 2021 blah, blah blah like like it's not just gonna end like as soon as like you know we go into the new year it, it's it's gonna take some time so obviously people like are, are looking forward to you know next year hoping things will get better so they can forget about this year but it's just like it's not gonna happen that fast and i, I just uh you know just want people to not get their hopes up and just kind of just keep it like a, a little more realistic when you think about this whole situation you there's no fucking way it's gonna be normal by 2021 like that (laughs) it's just not gonna happen like we're gonna have like lasting trauma from this shit like people are gonna be going to therapy over this like there's gonna be 
if shows come back in 2021, I I'm like 50 50 on it. Yeah, it, it's right yeah to get people to actually want to show up. I, I obviously like we all want to go to shows, but un- until it's like actually safe, I don't think it, it's going to be easy to get things together because it's just like, all right, cool. Like if people are willing to play, but like, are people going to even want to show up and risk it? So it, it's something oh, like gamble. You, you think so? For sure. Like, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'll come. Like, there, there's already like. To be real, people are still probably doing shows. Like, there's probably outdoor shows and underground shows, and people are risking it, like, in every style of music. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. No one gives a shit. Like, if they don't give a shit, like, they're going to go. You know what I mean? Like, some people will trip, and some people be like, Lord, deal. another, like, six months of bullshit of people arguing whether or not it's safe to go to, sh- like, shows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, like, people are going to do it and like people will go and like even if they say they're not going to go like they're going to get like that fear of missing out and being like ah like I sure god like and like you know it's just like there's no way that people aren't going to go out it's just um there's going to be a lot of division like when shows come back man there's going to be a lot of ass whooping like the internet has been way too wild like it's going to literally i i don't know like that's the main thing i'm th- thinking about is like not whether people come up to shows, but how quick will they get shut down because people need to shut the fuck up. Like, they're just bored at home talking shit on the internet. Like, you guys realize we have to see each other again, right? Like, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I always... I always feel like people, uh, you know, sometimes people just deserve to get punched in the face. And I like the last thing, <laughs> the last thing I want to do is fight because, uh, you know, uh, it, it just, you know, people get hurt. Things could get asked like, yeah, you know, crazy situations, whatever. Like, you know, we, we've been in it. But uh, but yeah, people who talk shit on the Internet who think that they're just protected because they're, uh, you know, behind their you know phone or their computer screen and they don't have to see these people face to face and just talking reckless uh, need to get checked because it's just like, yeah, um, it's. It, it's easy and fun to talk like hard and crazy on the internet. But yeah, it's like when you meet face to face and the person is like, keep that same energy um, or don't talk like that on the internet. Just be yourself. Yeah. There's a lot of like fake personas on the internet and like witch hunts and all this bullshit. Like, dude, like if you're not about it, if you're, so if you're going to talk shit on the internet, you got to be willing to go like all the way through. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to say like, fuck you to someone or like something way worse, obviously, but like, if someone's going to talk shit and they're like about it, like sitting on the keyboard or like, and every time I've ever piped off and been like, all right, fuck this fool. Like, and said something like when I saw the dude, I wasn't like, no, I didn't say that. No, absolutely not. Uh, we're totally cool. I was like, yeah, what's up? Like, that's how it's going to be. I'm not like, a, am not hired by any means. Like I'm just fucking chilling. Like I'm not like trying to portray anything that, but like, you just got to be honest and about it. If you're going to like fucking talk shit, like, you don't have to be the biggest badass to be about what you say, you know? And like, I feel like a lot of people are just like, I don't know. They Maybe like, I, I think they just get like some kind of weird high on it. Like, I swear there's like dudes that get fucking hard just by running their mouths on the internet and like, just get fucking stoked. Like, yeah. Yeah. Guess what I did. I fucking I talked shit to this guy and like, nothing's going to happen. And then you see that dude like a few months later and he's like, yeah, I was really wrong like i got braces now i got no fucking teeth like like hey, i told you man like it's probably not the right person to do that to. so like punched in the face 
and you probably deserved it more than once. Like, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, everyone should probably get punched in the head at least once. It humbles you. Like, if you, <laughs> if you don't, like, you just don't think there's any consequences for your actions. And like, that's probably not, you know, not a good way to go through life because it will catch up with you. 100%. I knew this guy who was uh, at a show and was uh, live tweeting, talking shit about this band that was playing. And it was it was pretty obvious that like who he was talking about, and uh, and I, I wasn't at that show. I, I was like at home or something. I I can't remember, but uh, you know, our mutual circle of friends started like sending me screenshots of people like at replying him, asking him what those tweets were about, and he was like backpedaling. But like, dude, you're already talking shit about the band on Twitter. Everybody saw it, and. I, I try to warn him. I'm like, dude, you can't just say shit like that on the internet. It's like, obviously, it's like, cool, you don't like the band. That's not a big deal. But why are you going to go online and you know talk trash about them, especially when you're at the show? Like, be ready to back it up because those guys like will say something, will want to do something to you. And he tried to play it off and act like he was cool. He's like, no, dude, like I've been going to shows for a long time. Like those guys aren't going to do anything. And <laughs> And I was like, dude, it does not matter. It doesn't matter how long you've been going to shows. If you're talking shit and those guys want to do something to you, they're going to do it. And he didn't believe me. So I'm like, whatever. I warned you, be safe. And fast forward to uh, For the Children last year, he gets rolled up on and gets like, you know, question about his tweets. And they made him apologize in person. And he got so scared. He didn't even come back to day two of the fest. And I was like, dude, you're an idiot. I was like, I told you, like, those guys are going to come up to you. It's like, we're, we're all from Southern California. Like, you're going to have to see them at some point. So you got to answer for that shit that you're talking. And it was so funny because he just thought that nobody was going to do anything. But it's like, no, those guys rolled up on him and made him uh, apologize. It was the funniest thing to me. Because I was like, dude, you deserve that. Like, you're lucky they didn't beat you up that night. You're lucky you just had to apologize. So, yeah, th th those situations is like, if you're going uh, to talk shit, just be ready to back it up. Or you're going to get punked out in front of everybody. And that's your reputation and deal with it. That's amazing. Well, I mean, that's what's going to happen. I mean, I have two things. One, I fucking hate music critics or critics in general, like when they're just constantly shit talking. Mm -hmm. That shit just is like, no one needs all that negativity. Like, I don't know what the fuck they, like, who hurt them or whatever. Like, I don't know, like, if someone, like, made fun of them a lot when they were a kid. Um, but, like, when you're constantly posting about, like, how bands suck and shit, it gets tiresome. It's like, come on, man. The world's already a shitty place. I've heard a lot of bands I really don't fucking like, but I don't, like, instantly post about it. Like, oh, this band fucking sucks. Like, no risk. They fucking... This and that at the time. I got my own shit to do. And so, like, when people, like, their, their whole persona of uh, being a music critic, one, usually those people are the ones who haven't been punched in the face. Like, that's just usually... That's pretty much it. Like, they're usually the ones who, like, have gone their whole life fucking escaping somehow talking their way out of shit and it's like i don't know man like one day it's gonna catch up with you and two i think that's like the, i don't know like people should rightfully check someone like if they're just being a fucking bastard online to you for no reason it's like come on like don't don't go out of your way to be a dick and unless someone i don't know i i'm pretty i'm pretty anti uh i'm anti like uh critic <laughs> they just annoy the fuck out of me most times I'm like all right dude you're some fucking dickhead just like piping off because you feel like it's funny or something like someone's eventually gonna fucking catch you 
so it's gonna suck. Yeah, I I don't mind um, if like you know people want to talk crap about bands, but it's just like okay, like I I, I want to hear like you know like like a solid reason why. But if you're just talking shit to talk shit, that's stupid in my opinion. Um, for me, if I don't like a band. Uh, you know, which there's plenty of bands I don't like, but I'm not going to spend my energy and time talking about why I don't like them. It's like, no, like I have limited amount of time and I want to spend it enjoying and doing things that I like. And I, I like that's the last thing I want to do is just sit around and talk crap about things that don't like make me happy or things that I'm into, you know? Yeah, I don't really have time. Band. I'm just not going to listen to it. Even I'll probably watch their set because sometimes bands live are way better than they are recorded. Like, and then vice versa. Like sometimes you'll see a band that's like killer recorded, and then you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like they really dropped the ball on this one. Which I personally, I've fucked, I've fucked up so many sets. Like I feel bad for. <laughs> I forget lyrics or like forget how to play a riff or some shit. Like I've definitely been the prime culprit of like, man, they sounded good till I got here, and I'm like, sorry, that's my bad. We'll get it next time. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's part of the fun of going to a live show. It's because like you kind of have an idea of what to expect, but you don't really know what's going to happen because anything could happen. Uh, you know, and uh, sometimes bands are just on it that night and kill it, and just are, have like the timing perfect and just sound amazing. And sometimes they just sound okay. So I, I feel like that's why I love going to shows so much, just because uh, I just never really know what's going to happen. I, I know it's going to, um, for the most part, be enjoyable, but it's like it's always like a cool spectacle to see. Uh, the bands do it live because it's just so interesting to me because when i look at bands um, i'm not that talented where i can play an instrument so it's it's always fascinating to me um, seeing everybody get together and just make it work oh yeah i mean for me like there's just like fucking everyone's just going off every band it's like all right like no standing around none of this fucking cool guy bullshit like get in and have fun because it's like now we know what it's like not to have it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, like, it's been a couple of weeks. It's like six months. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, no one? Like, it's going to be, a, people better just be like fucking going ape shit the moment shows come back. Or I'm going to be sort of, I'll be like, you guys didn't wait long enough then, huh? Like, everyone, every show, I don't care if the fucking whatever, I don't even care if you don't like the genre, go. Like, yeah. I'm down. I'm, I'll be fucking any. Anything fucking, you'll see me at country shows, you'll see me at all the shows, I'll be there. I'll fucking go to everyone I can, because I just miss live music um, a lot. So, And I, plus, I like those genres, so I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not a hater of genres. I think it was in uh, April, I'm, I'm trying to remember, because... Uh my memory is kind of bad when I think about it, but I had some friends, uh, they invited me to, uh, one of those drive-in shows cause they were just trying to find ways to like, you know, keep entertainment going, but do it safe. So out here in, uh, Anaheim, right by angel stadium, there's a venue called the, the Grove <laughs> and went to this drive-in show. And it, was, it was kind of an interesting idea, but I was like really curious to see how things were going to play out. And it was kind of like a, like going to like a drive-in movie because like there was the the band on stage i went and saw jack's mannequin and the the band was set up on stage but it was uh strange because I, I thought they would have like you know speakers for the crowd but they didn't it, they just had like the monitors and stuff for the um, people on stage and everybody in the crowd either had to tune into an am station or download this app and tune into the audio that way 
which was like okay but it was weird because there, there was like a slight delay like you could hear the the snare drum it was just off like you know mm-hmm. from what we were hearing through our like car speakers versus what like we could actually hear from on or like you know going on on the stage so that was like a little strange and it was like this you know it was like the first time they had ever done it like right there so they were like you know promoting it like a social distancing thing and they were going to try to make it like a concert series and i feel like it went off okay for the most part like the only issues that i saw were the bathroom situation they would like let somebody go to the bathroom because like it was like a virtual queue for the bathroom, but they wanted to keep it like super safe. So it's like somebody would use the restroom and no matter what they did in there, um, they would let the person use it. And as soon as they walked out, there would be a cleaning crew would go in right after them and clean it all the way down. And then they would let the next person in. And it was such a long process that my position in the queue, like when I jumped in, it was like a three and a half hour wait till I was able to go to the restroom and the concert was only like two hours long so i was like this is so weird like i'm not going to make it to the bathroom in time so that kind of sucked but then also the whole like social distancing thing was like kind of like a weird thing because the employees were just like handing out food like you would order your food virtually through the app but then they would bring it but they were just like wearing the same gloves and just touching everybody's food and just kind of bringing it to all the different parking uh places because that's where your cars were and i was like this is so weird i was like i guess it's kind of safe but it's not really because if those employees have uh covid they're just bringing it to all of us so i was like this is really strange i don't think it's that safe so i was like uh i was like this is it was like an okay night it was a cool you know whatever we went out and saw some friends but like i was like this is not how i want shows to be going on normally in the future i want like old shows normal shows where i can you know jump off stage i can you know be in the crowd i don't want to be in my car and like having stuff delivered to me in virtual queues for the bathroom it just didn't make any sense to me yeah i would have been pissing in a fucking water bottle or something at that one i would have pissed somewhere i couldn't t- wait no fucking three hours that's crazy that would have been a game changer right there this isn't happening yeah luckily the venue is like maybe like 10 minutes from where i lived so i was like yeah and i i didn't have to go that bad because like that day like or um when I was at the show, I only had like one lemonade. So it's not like I, I had to go like super bad. I just wanted to go so I could feel like a little more comfortable, but I just held it the whole time. But I was like, this is kind of whack. Cause I just like watched the line. It just never moved. I was like, this makes no sense. <laughs> but you yeah, know, what? I broke the seal. If I would have been like sitting and like basically. <laughs> oh, I was going to talk about uh, the, the, the drain show that, that got canceled for the CD release. Oh, God damn it. That's another thing that pissed me off. Yeah. I got, you know, the, the flyer leaked or, or whatever, but I was like, oh, cool. This is like something that I've been looking forward to. And I hadn't, or I, I still haven't gone to a show up in the Bay and I talked to you and that was like the, the plan was like, okay, cool. Like my first show in the Bay ever was going to be the drain CD release show. I was going to drive up. I was going to stay with you. And then just as it got closer and closer, it was like, shit, this isn't going to happen. Like, you definitely have to pull the plug. And it was, that was such a bummer because that was, like, one thing I was, like, really looking forward to, like, getting to, like, go up, hang out with you and kind of just, like, experience, like, what it's like up there and, like, go to a show. So I, I think about that sometimes, like, damn, like, that would have been, like, such a fun weekend. Dude, we, we were, because Scott was going to do the whole weekend with them, so I was looking forward to that. And um, it was their record release for sure. And, like, that that record popped off and then like the shows were going to be like insane. Like it would have just been where we were going to do the show in Santa Cruz is like a legendary spot. It's like the vet's hall here. Um, for us, at least it's like 
you know, it's been having shows on and off forever, like huge bands used to play it. And I was really excited. Like I was genuinely like so excited for that. And like, we were talking about it and like, we were just like, we were like really bummed when that happened. I remember talking to Sammy and like, we're like, you think it's still going to happen? He's like, yeah, yeah. And we were like holding on hope. And like one day we're like, it's not going to happen. So it was, uh, that would have been a fun one when it comes when it happens, you definitely got a place to stay. Like, it'll happen. Like, eventually. I don't care if they have to. It'll be the record release show a year from now or something. But it'll be there. It'll have faith in that one. Yeah, I was always like stoked to see uh, twitching tongues on the flyer because obviously they don't do a whole lot. So to see them obviously go all the way up there and uh, you know they're going to do the show i was like dude the, like just having that mix and just um, getting to see twitching tongues with all those other bands I was like damn that show would have been so sick because i was planning on going to the uh the one in uh you know down here and then the one up there because drano always kills it down here so i i just wanted to see what it was like you know up north oh it's it gonna be ape shit like people are gonna that that show is gonna be wild like just the thought of it like still makes me happy like that that show was, I don't know, the lineup was good. Good, like there's like a lot of hype around the release too, and like I, I don't know, like that was that's one that I'm actually genuinely sad about. Like that's one thing that COVID COVID took away from me that I'm still pretty bitter about. Yeah, but I but I am happy that they still decided to put out the record. Uh, which you know has been nice to be able to jam out to, but obviously will be way better in person because they always kill it live. So when shows start happening again, I, I, I definitely you know obviously you guys uh, led Dream Scowl, but also Drain Gulch, like so many bands up there that I have to see since like you know all, all these new records have dropped. Oh yeah, I mean all of them are really good like live. Like Drain puts on an amazing live performance, and so does Gulch. Like. And uh, they're definitely like performances, and like they they put it on every show, and like every show it brings that energy. And so I I, I always think of like, thank God I don't have to follow them up because <laughs> I couldn't do it, man. Like they're just they're out there, like they're all about it, and they're full of energy. Like Sammy and I both are like two of the best frontmen I think in hardcore right now. And I'm fortunate to call them like friends and they're just fucking good people. So like I always support them with that, but like as a live performance, like they bring energy. That's just like, it's not stopped. Like it's 110% every second. And like, it's, uh, it's definitely cool to watch, like and to see how they kind of like take that energy and project it onto the crowd. And it like comes back to them. Like it starts feeding off each other. So you see the crowd moving, going fucking wild. And then, the band's going wild and everyone in both bands are moving around like no one's boring to watch so like i don't know they kind of set the bar pretty high for a lot of people yeah i, I was fortunate enough to have been able to see them at fya this past year and um and i'm not being biased but it was like i, I felt like kind of proud even though like they're from northern california i'm so, from southern california but it, it was i made me feel proud to see uh you know two bands from california uh play and 
kill it. Like kids were going off and like, you know, singing along and like, you know, moshing crazy. It was just uh, like such a trip to me because I was like, okay, this is my first time at FYA. I'm like literally on the other side of the country and the the vibe for these sets are just like home like kids just going off showing ton of love like it wasn't awkward or anything weird like kids definitely knew the bands um, and like you know participated and it was like so wild to, to see so it, it was cool to know that um you know obviously they kill it here in california but i'm um, you know in other places too like kids go off and love those bands so it's, it's always cool to see those bands get support in other states and other scenes yeah it's a trip to me like i remember <laughs> I remember, fuck, like, Drain, they were, like, they grinded for years, and, like, they find they broke through, and, like, when they did, like, there's nothing stopping them, and, like, the first Gold show, like, I hope get the venue for the day, they played uh, Sabrosa, that was, like, the first show they played, mm-hmm. and, like, no one was in there, like, even though they were homies with everyone, like, they still got the new band treatment, I mean, Drain had to grind for years to get their, like, respect, and then, like, most of them now, it's, like, you put them in on any stage and they'll it'll blow up you know what i mean so like it's a trip like it's cool like i i fucking love it like i'm proud of shit of all of them like they're putting uh they're putting on for like santa cruz and san jose and like the 40831 bay area in general and like all you know it's just cool to see like to see bands from like where you're at like get the respect like that like it's great and like it's cool to see like i don't know like they drop merch that shit sells out like it gets a little weird. Like there was a couple times I saw some shit online where I'm like, that's a little weird, but whatever. Like some dude like beat off onto a gold hoodie. And I was like, <laughs> that's fucking weird. Like, like, yeah, it was funny, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Like, yeah, like, that's strange. Just for you. But that was just some Twitter shit right there. Where I was like, this guy's like, how far could I go? And he's like, Guess I'm gonna beat off to Sanrio characters. Like, I was like, oh, the fuck. Yeah, like, that's you know, that's not my thing. I don't think I've ever <laughs> just thinking about that. So funny. No, I get. Yeah, I don't think I've ever beat off onto any merch just because I liked it that much. It's like I, I love some of my t-shirts. Like I, I cherish them. Like there's some t-shirts that I've bought that are like really old that i've never worn just because i I, like don't want them to ever go away so it's just like i want to keep them perfect but yeah but i've never gotten to the point where i'm like all right cool like it's time to beat off on my new you know x band shirt whatever but yeah it's like that's that's wild people are people are crazy twitter's twitter's a wild place you'll find anything on twitter dude i I don't know i feel like i I like some of the stuff on it but like the internet pisses me off all the time where i'm like all right i gotta get off my phone today like might need to take a nap too just to reset after seeing that bullshit but like that one was funny like there dude when that shit happened like the whole like sweatshirt debacle and like Mm. like, what the fuck (laughs) this it was like you're breaking up Oh yeah, yeah. I was saying they both uh they both sold out of their records and whatnot like immediately. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was cool. Now if I see anyone beating off onto the records, I'm gonna trip out on that too. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But um, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the sweatshirt. Um, I I just want to say that I think they handled that whole situation the best way possible. Obviously, there was limited supply 
at FYA because they didn't think it was going to pop off or even be anything. They just thought they were printing hoodies for the fest, whatever. But then when it went crazy and they were like, you know, all right, cool. Like we're going to sell them again. And then they like sold out and they're like, no, screw it. Like we're just going to like, you know, like we're going to just have them open order for today. If you want one, come get one. And then like, then that's it. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, like I really like that they cared enough to, you know, want to try to help everybody who wanted to get one that didn't like, you know, like, help them out and be like all right cool it's open you can come order it if you really wanted one come get one now because if not cool like we're gonna move on and you know just continue to you know uh you know work on the new record eventually put it out and then just do other merch and not focus on this hoodie anymore so i i i appreciate and like the way that they handled that no they did great and they're good people too man like they're not there to like make some like exclusive supreme drop like it was they're they're there like they're like okay you guys want the hoodies let's go like they didn't want it to be a whole big thing. It turned into a big thing, mm-hmm. but they didn't want it to be like, that's not really the type of people they are, you know, like they're pretty humble in a lot of ways. So, and, uh, Cole prints most of the merch anyways. Mm-hmm. And like, he owns his own print shop out there. And like that dude's like one of the nicest dudes I know. So yeah. he's not trying to like, you know, he's there. They did it in a really good way. I, I respected it a lot. Yeah, shout out Printhead. Yeah, I actually uh, Cole's printed some merch for me. Uh, he he did some Disney shirts for me, so I've uh, you know talked to him. He's been on the podcast before, like super awesome dude. So I, I support him and everything that he does. That's cool. That's that's badass. I'm glad. Hell yeah! So, um, man, I I totally just drew a blank because I was gonna um, mention something that you were just talking about. Uh, It's all right. We'll we'll just figure it out. Damn, what was I gonna say? And it, it's really bothering me that I can't remember. This like rarely happens to me on the podcast. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll get back to it if you can't remember it now. Okay, hopefully it'll, it'll pop up um, randomly. Um, okay, so you obviously we we talked about Lead Dream, but you also play in Scowl. Is there any news on that front? Because obviously you guys put out you know two records last year. It seemed like you guys were pretty busy. And I, I like what you guys are doing, and I was just like stoked to see um, more of it. Do you guys have any plans to put out any new stuff this year? And did I get halted by everything that happened, or are you guys just still writing? Yeah, I think we got cut off there. Yeah, I'm. Last thing I was saying, I was asking you about Scal. Yeah, yeah, we we got some stuff in the works. We were on tour. Um, right, COVID hit. Like we went, we were on the road with punitive damage, and. uh COVID hit, and then, like, the last show we played, all of a sudden, it was, like, locked down, borders are shutting down, so we dropped them off at the airport, and uh, we went back home, and right then, I got laid off, uh, because all everything was shut down, mm-hmm. so I just, like, wrote an LP out, um, we recorded it, so we have an LP that's pretty much done, um, and it'll come out eventually, so that's in the future, as far as, like, touring or anything like that no one could really plan shit but um we have new music coming out eventually that's crazy you, you just uh you know sorry you got laid off but i i know you're working again but you just went right to it you're like screw it i have time I, i'm gonna write records i, I think uh, i think i remember seeing you tweet about uh you know like uh, during this pandemic you're gonna use your time to try to at least write something new so like or start a new band or something yeah yeah I've, I- Dude, I, yeah, that's all I did for like, I get like really focused, like almost manic. And I was just like writing nonstop and then like just wrote it out and like, I was like, oh shit, here's 10 songs. Like, 
let's do something with it. And we recorded it. By the time we recorded, like I was working like so much too. So that was a hassle. I couldn't even get like the full time off. Um, and, uh, that, that sucked, but it was cool to like get it all done. Like it was a quick process too, which was cool. And then like towards the end, I was pretty hands off. Um, once I wrote out all the, all the stuff that usually I'll write out like a whole song, like structure wise and riff, right. Riff wise mm-hmm. and bring it to practice. And then we'll go from there. And like, I'll have ideas in my head for like how the drums should, should sound. And like, um, Bailey who plays bass, he helps out with that. And he writes some really cool bass lines. And, um, they're all like way better musicians than me. Cause I just started playing guitar. Like not that long. I started playing guitar when we released the scout demo. Like I, I wrote the demo in like a few weeks and then we did it. And then I was like, Oh, that like I could do better than that. So then we did the EP and then, um, I just kept going. Like that's all I did for a while. I just got really focused on playing guitar. And, um, Bailey is like a way better guitarist and bassist than me. And then like, you know, Cole's pretty good at drums. God knows what she's doing lyrically. Like she, she hopped into it. She's writes better lyrics than I do. So, um, it's cool. Like they're all killing it. Like I'm proud of them and proud of the way it came out. So I'm excited for people to hear it. And did you guys go back to Charles Toshio to record? Of course. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he bullies me in the studio. He makes me play shit right. And doesn't let me half-ass anything. So we have to go back to him. Like he did, he did great. Like he really worked on it and helped us like polish some things up and like little parts here and there. Like he gave us some, he gave us some good like input that really helped like make the record the way it is now. So he, he's a great at what he does. Yeah. hundred percent. I uh, obviously have listened to a lot of things that he's recorded and I, I can see the you know quality in his work. So shout out Panda studios and Charles Toshio. Yeah, absolutely. Like I love working with him. He's a good dude. Okay. So now I'm curious, are you going to go like, okay, so during the pandemic, uh, you're familiar with Taylor Swift. Obviously everybody knows Taylor Swift. She, yeah, she, she, um, you know, wrote and recorded this, uh, album folklore and just surprise dropped it on everybody. And it was like crazy, right? Holy crap. Like, uh, lover just came out and she, you know, did some stuff with it, but I didn't get to tour on it because of the pandemic, but she just came out with a whole nother album, which is insane. So I'm like, Holy shit, this is crazy. Is there a chance that you guys can do that? You have this whole new record recorded. Can we maybe get a surprise release at some point? Or are you guys holding on and waiting to maybe when the pandemic is passed? Oh, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> um, I that's like that's like a, I was kind of like, well, we'll see how it comes. You know, like once it gets mastered and what, like, we'll see what we can do with it, and we'll do it. Like, that's no problem. Like, I, I'm I don't care about waiting or not waiting. Like, mm-hmm. I just like putting it out there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really surprised, but also stoked to hear that you guys have an LP because that's that's crazy because I feel like that's like uh, kind of fast, but also um, you know cool because it's just like you know you guys are just going after it and uh, you know I, I never feel like there's like a actual like you know um, like recipe on how to do things when it comes to a band. It's, it's just like you know each band just should you know kind of do it off a of feel and you know it, like it could work for them, maybe not, but who knows? I feel like you just gotta you know take some chances. So. I, I like that you guys are staying busy. I, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Well, if, and you, if you're going to do anything, man, and it's working, you got to just do it 110%. Like, that's with everything in life. Like, if you fucking half-ass anything, like, 
it's just not going to work out. You know what I mean? You got to have both feet in at all times and just cannonball. And like, you either learn to swim or you drown. And if you drown, you drown. And if you swim, you swim. Like, it's not, it's kind of like, that's the only way I know how to do things. Like, I can't really do it like, oh, let me test it out. Let me see what's going in. Like, that goes with anything. Like, if it's going to be like my job, a relationship, like a, a band, like anything, like, I'm just going to like, all right, I'm all in. Here's all my chips. Like, love it or leave it with anything I do. And so, um, it's kind of, it's just funny, man. Like, it's, uh, it was, it was really fun to write it out and like, it's, I kind of just like wouldn't stop. Like it was just compulsive for me to write and like do things like that. Just like it is like booking shows and everything. Like I can't, I, I don't like saying no to shows because I, I have so much fun doing them. So. And do you think that uh, drive what you're writing the new record, is that because like, you know, you're still newer to playing the guitar and um, writing music. Do you think if you were like a little more seasoned, maybe you would have like taken a little more time and maybe like chilled out during the pandemic or like, you know, or let's talk about uh, legend, for example, like, are, are you like, you know, writing lyrics for, for that band right now, uh, you know, staying busy with that? Or are you just kind of you know chilling out since you guys just put out a new record? I write lyrics all the time. Like if I, like something bothers me or something just like a line comes in my head, I start writing it down. Like, so I always have lyrics like, um, like ready to go. Um, and they, the last record they pushed me cause I have like this, I like kind of cat in the hat rhyme and like dirt was like fucking like he was just like no rhyme differently in some parts and do this and so i like i re-recorded the vocals completely they're like oh this sounds sick and i was like nope not good enough and like re-recorded them and uh i had to because some of those songs were like important to me i couldn't i felt like it would be like an injustice not to do them where like i was happy you know mm-hmm yeah, and I feel like sometimes I just like overanalyze because I doing the the podcast. I, I'm always like, I always try to release on, on Monday. That's like one thing. I'm like, all right, cool. I I want to be there Monday for um, whoever cares. And when it comes mm-hmm. to the rest of the week, I'll uh, you know try to drop in maybe Thursday if, if I have a second episode lined up, or even if I have a third, I'll try to do like maybe like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. But then I always like wonder, like, I wonder if I'm doing too much. And I'm just, just like, yeah. I was like, I don't know. Cause like, it's, it's like, I'll, I'll like, I start questioning myself and I'll think about it like, shit, like, I have so many people lined up. Maybe this is a mistake. And, and then I think about like, you know, some records, like bands will put out like records that I just love. And then boom, there's another record lined up. And I'm like, maybe should they have let that life cycle like go on a little longer? Did they cut the, you know, life of that record a little too short? So, and I, I just, I, I think about stuff like that and I'm like, whatever, like this is pointless because it, it already passed. It happened. I just have to accept it. But I'm, I'm always just like wondering maybe in like a parallel universe, that record is like the record and they should have just waited. Or even with me, it's like, maybe I just cut back and, stop doing as much as i'm doing i don't know it gets strange sometimes fuck all that just do what you want to do like who cares you know what i mean like if you enjoy doing it do a podcast every day like i i don't know like i think people worry a lot about what others think you know and like it it defines their life and it fucks it up sometimes because you're like damn i should have done it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i should have taken that risk like Straight up, like, 
never care about what anyone thinks because who like who does like what so they have an opinion like their opinion's most likely wrong fuck them like yeah early on i had to learn and luckily i like listen to a, a lot of podcasts and i've uh, listened to their advice and things that they've said over the years and one thing early on is like cool like i just have to kind of stay in like my own lane just kind of do um, my own thing and not really worry about anybody else because uh, trying to compare yourself to what other people are doing is just going to drive you insane and it's going to make you just go crazy because um, you got to focus on what you're doing and it's like uh, you know because I, I love doing this obviously like you know like we were talking about before like it's been like 100 episodes since you've been on and it's just like I'm surprised that it's still going strong. So like, thank you to everybody who's uh, given me their time and been willing to sit and talk with me. But yeah, like I, I love doing this. I love talking. If I had the time, I would do it every day, but I just like to space it out because I like to, you know, I have other activities that I like to partake in, but um, yeah, I, I just never, yeah, just, I, I just never, uh, or early days. And even now, like I just was like, yeah, I, I can't do that because like, obviously, um, we're all in our own situations and um, you know people are going through things that nobody knows about same with me so it's just there's no point in comparing my podcast to other people's podcasts because it's just two different things and i i think it's funny sometimes because i've talked to people where they like feel like we're in competition and i'm like what are you talking about there's no competition i'm literally just doing my own thing like if you need help i'm more than willing to help anybody out like i've had people hit me up for mm -hmm. advice and i'm i'll break down my whole uh, operation behind the scenes and you know let you know how i do it if you know you're trying to get into this like there's for me yeah yeah for me it's just like no like i'm trying to be like you know more welcoming and you know people want to try out podcasting they should yeah i mean like for example like if you care about what other people think all the time like you might miss some really good opportunities like straight up most likely people will trip on what i want to do i'm going to get buried at taco bell in vegas and i don't give a fuck so that's what i'm going to do to so someone i don't even really know that well but i'm gonna do it so that's what I feel like anyone should do. And who knows? Shit happens. And are, are you talking about that, uh, the, the Taco Bell, the, the cantina one, right? With like, where they serve alcohol and people go in like swimsuits? Yeah. Fuck yeah. What could be a better wedding? Quick reception, quick fucking ceremony. On with your life. Enjoy it, you know? Wait, so y you're not offended that they got rid of the Mexican pizza and the potatoes and that whole thing? I mean, I'm probably like, you know, they still have them. It's on the secret menu. You can still get potatoes because they have potatoes for breakfast. Really? But, I had no idea. That's crazy. See, I didn't know that. That's true. That's blowing my mind because I've never um, or actually not, I can't say never. No. So I haven't been to Taco Bell breakfast since I lived in Brea, which was like 20, 2014, 2015. Damn, that's crazy. Like so that. OK, so it's potatoes are still there they're just on the secret menu is that a fact or are you just uh, talking shit what do you mean about the potatoes because this is blowing my mind because there's like everybody's making such a big deal so if they're on the secret menu are you just breaking news right now no i just got some potatoes the other day and talk over i was like i was with my buddy and they're all fucking hung over and he's like let's get taco bell for breakfast and i found out they had potatoes and that really sealed the deal because I told this girl, I was like, yeah, I'm, get, I'm down to get married at Taco Bell in Vegas. But I was kind of pissed about the potatoes, you know. So I didn't say that at first, mm -hmm. but I found out there's potatoes. And so, you know, it furthered my uh, commitment to the idea. Damn. Okay. So 
there you guys have it. Everybody who was sad about the potatoes, they're still there. They're just not on the normal menu. Thank you. Don't let them dick you around. Just be like, I know you got those fucking potatoes back there. You know, they have a new restaurant. And this is so funny because I was at Taco Bell like earlier this week, but not for breakfast. Uh, they have like a, a new recipe for their beef <laughs> for their beef burrito. And I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. I was surprised that, uh, you know, for the quality, um, because they used to like put onions in it, which kind of made the texture kind of weird. So I didn't like the the weird crunch of the onions, just because I felt like they weren't using real onions, but whatever. But this new recipe is amazing. So if, if you guys are meat eaters, you guys like Taco Bell, I highly suggest the new beef burrito. Mm-hmm. Damn. I, I mean, I like I'm I'm vegan, so like I just eat like the bean and rice and like add whatever I can in there. Mm-hmm. So like they're I don't know. Taco Bell is still a staple, you know. Yeah. Okay. How long have you been vegan? Because I I feel like uh, this is like news to me. Mm, years. Years. Okay. Like uh, I don't know, like four or five. Okay. I I recently went to this uh, place. Um, it was like a newer fast food place that opened up called uh, Plant Power. Have you heard of it? Because they have them in like mm-hmm. San Diego, and. I was surprised. I was like, "Oh, this is actually like a, a, a cool place to to go to," and the food was really good. I was like, "Damn, this is awesome!" Yeah, it's bomb. Like I've been to Plant Power a few times. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like there's some really good vegan spots now. Mm-hmm. Like ones where I can't even tell it's vegan. Yeah, th- those are the places that I I really like. There's a place down here uh, in Anaheim called Healthy Junk, and uh, they have like really good vegan food. I have never been there, but I need to go now. Okay. Well, next time you're in, you know, the Orange County area, let me know. I will take you there. It's such a cool spot. Really good food. There's there's oh, two locations. Yeah, dude, we need to hang out because I feel like since we did the last podcast, I haven't seen you. I know. You got to do it. I said it's going to happen. I mean, COVID's kind of getting in the way, but we'll make it happen. We'll do that social distancing thing. We'll just be yelling back and forth at each other. Like, be like, hey, this is really good. And you'll be like, yeah, it is. Six feet apart. I'm like, all right, all right. Well, I'm not sure how things are up there, but down here, they just opened up like restaurants, like not at full capacity, but um, you're able to dine in now. So, um, what? I, yeah. So, uh, uh, whenever you come down here, I don't think we're going to have to do that. <laughs> I think it will just be fine. We can go sit in, but, you know, obviously we'll probably have to wear a mask. But yeah, the uh, restaurants are open. The, the movies are open. I, I've, I've been to the movies, which um, might be controversial, but I've been to the movies it, like last week. I ain't going to trip on anything you do. That's like everyone's own choice. You know, like I wear a mask, um, the anti masker people or whatever they are, like the mm-hmm. people who are like, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm like, you're a dick because like you're just making it go longer because what if you, you know what i mean like anything i can do to make this shit pass i'm about it 100 so, as long as it's not like a, a really like huge selfish thing people are doing i don't care what they're doing yeah i was a little nervous because i was like oh the theaters are back open and they they uh had like requirements for people to wear their masks during the duration of the movie which was fine with me because we're literally in a like giant like you know room that's like you know with the ac blasting so i was never uncomfortable i just you know was able to chill out and the the way the theater was they had 
spaces that, like in between because they had like seats uh, it was like groups of like threes twos and then they had single seats but um they had like uh i feel like a decent amount of gaps in between because like the theater was only at like 40 percent capacity so i didn't like feel like i was near anybody and i was like oh this is kind of nice but uh but it was like i wish i need to go to the movies i mean i want to like they don't have them here yet like everything's pretty shut down still yeah that, that's so interesting I, I was talking to my buddy carter who lives in florida and he was like he was telling me that everything is just open out there i was like that's so insane like it, it's like i was just like what's it like out there with everything open because it's like you know it, it's such like a like a far out idea from where we're at right now yeah they don't give a shit out there they got like fucking large reptiles walking around on the streets in florida like they're like what a virus gives a fuck like there's a fucking big ass animal in my pool right now just hanging out Uh, yeah it's a trip but yeah and you you recently uh moved you want to talk about that oh yeah man i moved and it's cool like i like the area a lot i moved in uh i don't know a couple months ago and it's a cool little spot it's just like moving can be hectic and i work like over 40 hours a week a lot of the time and so it's just like a long process to get everything organized and unpacked sometimes i don't like uh, because i actually moved like right when the uh, pandemic started so i just hated having to use my free time where i would want to just like relax or have fun to actually like move have like pack stuff and unpack and just getting settled in and having to buy like new furniture and it, like get that stuff installed and put together it's just like yeah uh, moving's like my like probably like one of my least favorite things to do and also somehow some way whenever i move i always lose something and i just like it sucks like i, I it's like never fails i try to double check and make sure i have all my stuff all the important stuff but somehow along the way something just goes missing and it's always so strange to me yeah that always happens we have to downsize or get more shit or something like that so I feel you there. Like that's happened to me a, a bunch of times. The spot I'm in now, I want to stay in for a while if I can. Mm-hmm. If not, whatever. Like pretty easy going with stuff. Yeah, normally, yeah, I I just hate moving, but I needed to get into a, like a, a a better situation because I was like com- uh, commuting for work, like. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't really want to do this anymore. So I, I just got a, like a, a place closer to work, just to have everything make sense. Oh hell yeah, perfect. You're stoked. Yeah, so I'm just settled in and just trying to enjoy life out here in uh, you know the great city of Anaheim. <laughs> How is it out there? It's honestly, it's it's fine. Like the, it's just starting to to cool down. I think it was like. I think it was like in the 80s today, but uh, obviously we're we're past summer, so things are just starting to cool off. But uh, I honestly don't do a whole much, like a whole lot. Like, yeah, I, I went to the movies last week, but that's like you know rare. Most times I just work and come home because I don't really want to be out and about right now. I just want to kind of just do my thing and then come home and just be in my room, just be alone, do a podcast, watch some Disney Plus or something, you know? Oh. I mean, that sounds like the life. No problems, no drama. Good to go. We could all hope for that. 
you know, I don't even know what it's like to be in drama. I, I can't remember the last time I was involved in anything because I was just trying to mind my own business or or if there's like you? a real or if there's like a real issue and like, hey, like, let's let, let's talk about it. Let's not do these weird sub tweets or, uh, you know, random BS on the Internet. It's like if, if there's an issue, like, let's figure it out. Yeah, exactly. That's because you're a good person. That's uh, that's how everyone should be. And they should take notes from exactly what you just said. You can write a book on how not to have drama because people should probably fucking read it. Yeah, that's that's so so weird to me. But um, obviously, but maybe also <laughs> it's good because I've only seen like the same like four people since this whole thing started, just staying like super low key. Like it's uh, crazy that I live in this, uh, you know, Orange County. I, I live in Orange County. Like there's some people that I actually really like that I haven't seen since March. And it, it's kind of sad, but uh, but I get it. It's like, you know, whatever. Like everybody wants to social distance and everybody has their own take on it. So I get it. Fair play. But it's just like I, I can't wait to just see some people that I haven't seen in, in a really long time. And hopefully it'll be be good. But yeah, but I'm not out there trying to, you know, and also like I don't sit on the Internet all day to like, you know, talk to other people like I'll, I'll pop in like, you know, now and then and post stuff. But it's like, yeah, like I don't focus on that like throughout the entire day and, you know, want to like comment on every little thing that I see. It's just like, no, nah, I'm I'm good. Good. You're not a reply guy. I see dudes like that all the time. It's like every post fucking replying 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 i'm like what do you do with your day like <laughs> that's what your your goal is is to like i don't know reply to some someone like it's like i don't know it's the weirdest shit to me or like <laughs> i always laugh at the dude who like thinks that because they commented on some girl's post like that means that they're in you know what i mean <laughs> like like chill out buddy like oh nice oh man that that's so funny uh I'll, I'll admit there's uh, there's some girls out there who have received some uh, DMs from me. I, I I can't wait till they come for me and post all the screenshots because it's going to be hilarious. But um, but yeah, They're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there was no like weird wiener pics in there or something, then you're good to go. But I'm pretty sure as long as you're respectful, no one's going to trip out. I've definitely <laughs> I remember when people were getting outed and stuff and like some of the shit that came out, I was like, what do you think was gonna happen dude like you fucked up like that's you can't just like unso like just like send your dick be like hey check it out look at this and some girl's gonna be like awesome like i don't it must have like i don't know where they thought that like they read about it or they're like i know what i should do i'm pretty sure there's warning signs like all over the internet like do not do this people are like it's a bold move like <laughs> yeah don't get it that was that was strange and uh just yeah the the things that i read i was like holy shit like these guys are wild like like i like, <laughs> like to be fair then i'm just kind of like making a joke like if my dms ever get posted it's not going to be anything crazy it's going to be uh just funny to it'll, it'll be a good joke but nothing crazy but yeah but when i see some of the, like these guys getting outed and like I, I feel bad for the girls that they had to deal with that stuff and just seeing how crazy and like yeah while those guys were it, it was just insane i was like this is like how do they not think that this was ever going to like come back to them because it was so yeah like, like you know bad so when I was reading stuff, I was like, this is crazy. But yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Okay. 
And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully people out there who are paying attention uh, can be a little more respectful and realize like, yo, like you can't do shit like that and not expect it to get outed at some point because it, it's just crazy. Like, like you got to have just some respect for, for people, you know, like, like, like it's not that hard to not you know be like a like a such a creep or a weirdo and be that for and just send like your dick pic or something or be like you know say crazy shit or do crazy shit it's like dude like like people people gotta learn yeah just be a decent person like respect what people have to say it's it's that easy like or respect the sign too like you know i i don't know there's dudes that are like having conversations with themselves and like girls dms and they never reply and it's like fire emoji hard eyes emoji you're fucking this emoji and like you're like what okay dude take a hint like she ain't ever gonna reply ever ever like you the ship has sailed like take take the hint yeah it's wild but hopefully uh like there was that crazy wave where, where people like were getting called out and, and it seemed like um, it wasn't even just in hardcore. I feel like just like every other place too, like all other like, you know, subcultures, like people were just getting outed. So I, I'm hoping people have learned and we don't have to go through that again. Or if, if we do cool, like I feel like let's just get it all out and like call everybody out, like start exposing people and let's just try to get rid of all the shitty, weird, creepy people and just try to, uh, and I, I hate saying like make hardcore safe because uh, like it's just like I I don't think it's supposed to be a safe place you know like safe because it's just like it's like a you know, hardcore is violent and um, you know really aggressive so I I, I just want to get rid of or try to get rid of all all the bad people who just have like weird intentions and like for me when I think about hardcore I love my friends and my goal is to try to keep it alive and you know grow the scene and just uh meet other people who uh, you know have the same mindset who love hardcore as much as i do like i'm not here to try to uh you know uh talk to girls or get popular or do any weird shit you know yeah it's just not there's like some random fake social ladder people created and it's like who you know who cares like we're all in it because we're losers. So, like, if you're the coolest person in hardcore, you're kind of like king of the losers. And like, <laughs> we are, we're all misunderstood and go through our own things. And like, we that's how we gravitated towards it. So, like, the fake like weird kind of high school social hierarchy thing that goes on, that stuff bothers the shit out of me. Like, treat everyone as you want to be treated, I guess. And then also, yeah, like, I mean, hardcore. I don't know, like there's certain things like that people shouldn't have to worry about anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like no one should have to worry about just cause they're into hardcore, like that they're going to have like some dude be a creep, you know? And like, that's, there's people that like rightfully so were like, you know, kind of chased out of the scene for that type of shit. And then uh, there's an, another form of it where like, I just, sometimes it gets pretty witch hunty about things where like, I don't necessarily even know what the fuck's going on, but people who have no idea what's going on are jumping in on the bandwagon. And, uh, that part annoys the fuck out of me. Cause you're not at that point, you're not making it safe. You're just like creating a mob mentality that like, you don't like this person. So like, let's fuck them over. And like that shit comes back too. like, if you're falsely accusing people or anything like, um, of like anything, you know, it comes back and bites you in the ass because then everyone will be like, are you fucking serious? Like, so like I, I do my best to try to just like 
you know, stay out of bullshit unless it's something that I have to be involved in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and it is a place where like, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be aware of what's going on and, uh, the bullshit that does come with it. Like people should just be there to have fun and like the fight breaks out, whatever. That's part of things that have happened at shows for years, you know? And so that's one thing, but it's not necessarily making it safe in that sense, but it's making it safe from like, you know, you can't have a fucking dude that's a predator walking around or like some fucking dude who's trying to like hang out with a 15 year old girl. Cause he met her at a hardcore show. That's weird shit. That is like, that should be, no one should have to deal with that. That it should be a safe, safe from that, you know? Yeah. One, one thing I want to ask you, um, I feel like when you look at the whole landscape of uh, these dudes who got canceled, they all got canceled for for different things, and not every you know action was like the same. Do you think there can be a road to redemption for some of those guys? Because like, okay, like you know, being like a pedophile, I don't think so. Cool, get go away, never come back. But like guys who got called out for you know like being like like shitty ex-boyfriends, which I'm kind of like, that's kind of weird. Like, why are you putting that out? Like, I, I don't want to know, like I was in the relationship, but it's just like, like, is, is there a road to re- redemption for some of these guys or are they just, you know, cast out and not welcome back forever? I think that, um, as far as like where I almost speak on any like actual thing that I can think of, cause I, it's none of my business, but mm-hmm. the way I look at it, man, it's like, I grew up in a broken home, so I didn't see what a positive relationship was until like I left home, you know, and like there's learned behaviors and normalized behaviors that just because you exhibited them at one point doesn't mean like you, uh, you know, there's words people used to use all the time um, that are no longer acceptable. And just because you like, you know, um, there's you can grow and you could be educated and you can learn and become a better person like maybe people won't welcome you back in the hardcore but you you'll move on into life and be a better person and treat those better so if you did anything um relationship wise that was considered like toxic or not cool or something like that like you can learn from that and grow and like move on and be a better person and like i think that you know like there's a lot of things that are new to me too that like I never had to deal with cause I never did them. But like, there's a whole, there's like a whole other side of things that like, sometimes I reach it online. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, when did this become like a thing that became public, you know? So uh, I think that, yeah, you can, you can grow and be redeemed and become a better person because like, there's a lot of things you have to learn and you have to like, to grow like where kids are getting into hardcore at like 16 or younger and um you know no one i remember when i was fucking 13 or fucking whenever in a relationship like you're like freaking out like you're you don't know what to do like you're filled with hormones and whatnot and so like you might fucking do some stupid shit but like nothing that's gonna cancel you and like i feel like uh fast forward like i'm about to be 26 and um, there's a lot of things I learned in past relationships. Some things that I probably did that were unhealthy or like exes did to me that were unhealthy. And like, we both learned from those and like are still cool to this day. So like, 
it's not as long as you're not doing anything that's like I, I can't really write the book on what you can be redeemed for but yeah there's instances where you can be redeemed you know and like you can learn and become a better person and use your experience to educate people so that's that's my that's my stance on it like pretty much as I'm as far as I can go with it because I I can't really speak on like a lot of things because with all that shit that was going on, it was none of my business, you know, like I didn't want to be involved because like, it's not, it's not my place, you know, like I wasn't there. I wasn't like witnessing everything going on. Like there's a lot of things that happen behind closed doors, like that no one sees. And then like people start fucking slinging mud at each other and trying to get people on their side. And it's like, that's bullshit. Like fucking, I don't, I don't agree with that type of shit at all. Like, if you were adults now, like the breakup needs, when you break up, like you need to step up and be an adult about it. And like, it's not your job to go and fucking shit all over someone's reputation, guy or girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, you can talk to your close friends about it, but that's, that's where I stand. I'm a, I'm a private in a lot of ways. So like, um, I just think that the internet in itself has created kind of like a free therapy for a lot of people to like a negative extent where like all of a sudden like people are bandwagoning on like someone's like yeah my ex fucking called me this and then like everyone's going off about it like fuck them and it's like dude what like that ain't any of my fucking business what you guys did like i don't want to i don't want to be involved in it like granted if my homie does something shitty i'm gonna be like yo you fucked up but like i'm also not gonna be like um posting online and like gigantic I don't, I don't know it's a whole that's like a fucking whole can of worms but yeah uh, back to it there's things that people can learn from and become better people and be redeemed like if you rape someone no like you're not allowed to come come back around like fuck you but if like um you know if you had some toxic tendencies i do believe you can learn how to become a better person um and uh, I hope they do. And if they don't, then fuck them, you know? But if they do, like, it, what what are we doing? You know what I mean? We're trying to educate people and, like, tell people, like, if you just, like, tell everyone who made a mistake to fuck themselves and not, like, teach them, like, it's, uh, I don't know, you're, you're kind of fucking, you're shooting yourself in the foot, you know? Because then people are just going to go so far the other way. They'll be like, well, I'm already this way. Like, I can't do this. And now I'm going to go off and live my life this way. And I don't know. It, there needs to be some, there's, there's no protocol to it. And there's no steps, I think. Like, there's no reform to it. So, like, canceling someone is just, like, the easy way. Like, a lot of the times, like, with some shit. And I think that you need to realize that there's, like, there's steps that need to be taken after. Because um, sometimes cancel, like, the call out and the cancel like what does that yeah so this person doesn't come around now but like do they even know what they did or like so i don't know it's a whole thing i would uh i would encourage people to not get so caught up in it and also like help if it is redeemable like help those people be redeemed and show them like the right path instead of like just ostracizing them um but that I mean, everything's serious in a lot of ways and everyone's emotions, you know, they're valid. So 
I'm not going to tell someone they don't have the right to feel certain ways like they do, but you don't have to fuck with that person at all. Um, but who knows? It's a weird time we live in. I don't think everyone's thought it fully through. Yeah, I. it's so complicated because if we were to line up you know, two situations, like there was just so many different layers and who knows like where we should go. What's the right, what's the wrong. It's just like, it, it's like really complicated. And uh, I, I feel like, like people got to have like these like nuanced conversations and talk about things like that. Cause uh, it, it is easy to pile on and uh, you know, say, fuck that person, get them out of here. But it's like, sometimes uh, I, I feel um people deserve to you know have that redemption and come back because for people just to disappear because there's some people who got canceled uh, uh who i've had on the podcast and i'm just like where are they now i'm so curious and and i and i'm not the one and, I, and obviously like it's not my business because like you know some things get back to me like oh did, did you hear so-and-so get canceled and i'm like oh no like that missed me but then I'm just like, yeah, like I'm not going to go around asking like, hey, like why did so-and-so get canceled? Like, tell me everything. It's like, oh, shit, like that sucks. And I, I, I wish I had a better relationship with that person to kind of understand, um, you know, exactly w- what happened. So I, I, I um, if I care about somebody, I want to know all sides of the story, not just one side and then you know, get get rid of them. So it's like, you know, it, 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 it's so complicated and it, it, it sucks sometimes, too. Obviously, like sometimes like you think you know somebody's a good person and you find out like holy shit like they're not what you thought they were and it blows your mind so it's like yeah it's only a really complicated thing and uh you know uh, there's definitely levels to it and i i and i I think some people definitely uh should have a redemption or a road to redemption because it's like yeah people like not everybody's perfect you know people make mistakes people you know can learn from them people can grow to be uh good people so it's it's rough but but in yeah general, but in general exactly. like try to be a good person <laughs> exactly and that's like that's all you can do like you can try to do it the right thing like um you know and that's all i can do that's all you can do that's all anyone can do mm-hmm. i i just try to stay like um like i said like some things it's uh it's just not really my place to speak on yeah. So I just like, I'm like, you know what, like, I'm some things I'm not even educated enough on the subject to speak on it. So I just don't, you know, like, I don't want, I'm not going to put my, my hat in the ring for that one, because it just doesn't make sense. Um, so I, I can't speak on it, you know, like, there's a lot of things that I just kind of have to shut up and listen to. Yeah, and that's the right thing to do. Yeah, and sometimes it's better to be a good listener because, um, like, obviously you don't want to talk out of your ass if you don't know like uh, what's going on, or you don't have any like real like like you know idea or like intelligence about uh, the topic. Sometimes it's better like, all right, cool, like I don't know uh, or I'm not well versed in this topic. Like, let me um, you know try to figure it out. Let me listen and learn and try to grow and you know expand my like ideas on, on certain topics. So it's like, yeah, sometimes that's just the better thing to do is just shut up and listen yeah that's my thoughts on it like i try not to get involved in any of the like name calling or bullshit like that and then just kind of see what goes on and hope for the best you know and not you know you gotta there's a lot of times you, it's the same thing like you gotta you gotta pick a side with a lot of things and like whether you want to or not you know i've had friends in the past that fucked up and i had to be like you know what you fucked up like we're not cool because what you did is not redeemable and like 
that's that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you can't, you can't let things go just cause it's your homie, but you also like, if it is redeemable, like you gotta be there and like, you're like, all right, how do we make you like, how do we get you to be a better person? You know what I mean? Like how do you understand how you fucked up and like how you can grow from this and make amends? Like it's the same shit. Like dude, I, where I work now, cause I work at a homeless shelter. Like there's a lot of people that like had to make amends or like you work with people who have like gone through a lot of shit. And like, there's things you do that you're not proud of, or, or like, if you work with addicts or anything in the past, like, that's one of their steps is they got to go through and like make amends for the things they did. And they did some shit that's like, you know, anyone would be pissed about. So like, that's how you, that's how you start. There is like a process of, uh, of making amends and becoming a better person. Like, and, uh, I mean, people who suffer from addiction, uh, people who have like untreated mental health, stuff like that. Like sometimes things happen. That's like, you know, they, they made those choices and they were in a really dark place and they have to come back for it. And that doesn't mean that they can't become a better person. Like that doesn't mean because your past doesn't like define you. It's not how like the best quote is like, it's not how, how someone falls that you judge them on. It's how they rise. So that's like what you got to remember is like people fall and then it's how they rise. And if they become the better person and the person you love to see and like what they became, then, you know, that's, that's how you know where they're at. That's how you know if they have a good heart or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you speak about what you do for work? Because um, I, I, I kind of know what you do, but I, I'm not sure like the, the details of your job. Oh yeah, I, I manage a homeless shelter right now. Like it's part of the COVID response, and so I just, you know, I work with people there and try to get them connected to resources if they're struggling. And um, it's uh, it's really cool. I didn't think I'd be. I ended up falling into it, and it's probably the most important job I've ever had. And like, I really enjoy it, and hope that I can continue to do stuff like that because it's important. Like, the homeless are demonized really a lot and like there's a lot of people that have a lot of homeless people it's like older people medically vulnerable people um people with untreated mental health and like they get like demonized and like told that they're less than human and i see the way some people treat them and it it pisses me off because like we we're all paycheck away like you or I could be homeless if we lost our job and didn't have any savings or something like that, like in a heartbeat. And so for people to just like shit all over them for that, it's like, nah, like that's not cool. Like that's bullshit. And so I, I work with them and like, that's what I do. Make sure they get food, make sure they get the resources they need, like try to help with housing if I can. And so that's, uh, that's pretty much my day to day. So I see uh, homeless people around and I, uh, I I feel so sad because it's just like those are people too. Obviously, they had a life and, uh, you know, they weren't always homeless. So like when I see these people around town, it, it makes me sad because I'm like, damn, like I obviously like I don't want to end up homeless. So it's just like when I see them out on the streets, I uh, try to have comp- like compassion. And uh, if people ask me for money at the gas station, if I randomly have cash, like I rarely have cash on me, I'll try to give what I can. 
Um, and, and it makes me sad because it's just like I don't want to because they're just like us human beings. So it's just like I'm team humans and I want to see us do better. So it's just like when I see people like, you know, sleeping on the street or, you know, struggling, yeah, like it, it makes me sad because I just wish I could do something to like make a difference and help them out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like that compassion is what more people need to have. Like, I feel like everyone's trying. They forget that. Like they forget how to be compassionate and empathetic and like they just become like jaded and it's not it's not going to do anyone any good like i get i personally get pissed off when like i'll be i've gotten into it with people before because they'll start like talking shit to someone begging for money and it's like dude this person leave them the fuck alone like leave them alone like they're you think they're happy to do this like they're shame like for a, a lot of them you know they don't want to be doing that they're just trying to make something happen and like i don't know that shit drives me crazy it's like it's it's weird to me like it's weird to me that you can look at someone who's struggling and then just be like ah fuck them and like like what you're gonna make yourself feel better like kicking someone while they're down that's fucking that's the that's like a coward move right there so in your work, um, have you seen success stories where people are able to get back on their feet? Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't talk too much about it because, like, it's against like policy, you okay. know. But um, yeah, absolutely. People have gotten housing. People have like taken the steps. They've gotten the programs they needed to get into, and like all they needed was that little bit of help, and they got there. Now they're doing great. It's been a lot of success stories. Just more like success stories than people realize there's people that you like probably know who are homeless for a stint and you probably wouldn't even know it you know because they maybe don't talk about it like i mean at one point my mom like she she was on the street and um you know she's doing great now and so that was when she was way younger Mm. and so she was telling me about that and i was like damn and now you know she's doing great she she was it was pretty me but she came out on top and she fought to get where she's at so yeah and you know uh, that's definitely definitely awesome to hear Uh, and yeah like i've had friends who um, like i remember when i first moved to orange county i had a friend um hit me up like hey like i don't have anywhere to go can i sleep on your couch till i figure things out and i'm like yeah sure you can sleep on my couch i don't care like you know i'm not sleeping on it uh, like you're more than welcome to yeah. like, if, if i can help out like you know like a friend like I, i'm always down like no strings attached yeah. i'm not trying to get anything out of it it's like if, if i can help you uh if i have the ability to like I, i'm always down because who knows because like yeah. you, you know i i might need help someday so it's just like you know hopefully people um you know will want to help me if i ever need it you know exactly i mean i'm doing the same thing right now like, i got a homie who need a place to crash and i was like yeah stay as long as you need like mm-hmm. I'm never going to turn someone away from that. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's the right thing to do. Like help others if you can and, uh, be there for those when you, when you can. And that's, that's the only way to get through life. I think that you're always out to fuck someone over, like one up everybody. Eventually it's going to bite you in the ass and then you'll have no one. So. Yeah. And especially like when I think about friends, like, just for them to have the courage to ask because because uh, it's a big deal to, to ask for help you know like sometimes people are too embarrassed or you know feel ashamed and, and like it, it's hard for them so I, I definitely understand so if anybody ever comes to me I always try my best to do what I can because I know it's not easy to, to ask for help exactly exactly 
And you don't want to make someone feel guilty for asking for help because that means they, they need it. 100%. Yeah. Or, yeah, because if, if, if you like respond in a bad way, it's just like, damn, make them feel like like 10 times shittier for even trying, you know? And then, yeah. Yeah. And then what? That's why people like, dude, people self medicate. Like, they feel like if you think about people who are addicted, like, there's usually trauma there. There's usually, they're trying to cope. And like, it sucks because um, people will, demonize them as well and like there's a lot of success stories about people getting clean and off that shit and like becoming like way better people and like when they finally reach out for help and they want to do that like that means they're reaching out like it's not your job to slap it away and be like no you know like and i think people need to realize that more um and hopefully they do i don't know i I hope one day with everything going on like people kind of open in their eyes more to the things going on in the world. Like they start treating those who are struggling with more compassion. Yeah. I feel like if we have uh, less losers around and like, uh, you know, if, if there were less people struggling and we were all doing good, I, I feel like it would just like kind of raise like everybody's boats, you know, like, we'd all be doing better, be like way better like yeah. environment for us to be in. If like, we could all help each other and everybody was like, you know, doing better. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, cause like, dude, there's a lot of people who, there's people now who like you think got it all together and they don't. But like, they don't at all, and like they're not happy. Like, mm-hmm. there's people like, I've seen people who are homeless like give their last cigarette to another person who's homeless, and that's all they fucking have, and just been like, here, you know, like what I got is yours, and like watching out for each other. <laughs> it's like. You ask some guy for a cigarette at a party, you'll have a full pack and tell you to go fuck yourself. So, like, it's it's a different mentality for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, it's it's cool to hear that you're um, working and doing that and trying to help out your community because I, I think that, that that's a really cool thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm thankful to be doing it. It's a privilege to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, kind of switch gears i had on cole uh your your buddy cole you guys playing a, a couple bands together had him on a couple of weeks ago and i was i um, uh, kind of i talking to him about how um, when i look at the hardcore scene up in northern california uh like getting into hardcore uh, when i thought of norcal i would think of bands like uh you know trash talk hoods uh you know first blood lose none on a warpath bands like that but um, I, I feel like you know, um, time has passed. And now when I think of Northern California hardcore, I think about the bands you're in and like uh, bands like Drain, like all your friends, like the, the bands that you guys have going on. And I feel like you guys are that, um, you know, like for what those older bands were for me, like you're that now for um, like a, a lot of kids. And, and I, I think that's pretty crazy to think about. And obviously, like um, it's kind of weird and strange to think about it in real time, because obviously uh, you guys are still doing stuff really active, just putting out new records of bands, getting signed. So it's still like, you know, like still a thing going on. But uh, I feel like when we look back at this time, it, it, it's going to be like crazy to think about this period. And like, is it weird for you? Did you ever like think about stuff like that? Or am I just like crazy to just think about like you know, history, like the history of hardcore? I, I mean, that's cool to me. I hope people like look back on it and are like, yeah, like, like Scal and Lead Dream and Josh Chuck and Gulch and, you know, you have, uh, you have all those bands. I mean, you have like Tsunami. Um, what else? Uh, 
fucking all those all those people were in bands too um and like like hands of god and all those bands like people look back and they're like, yo, like those bands meant a lot to me. Or like someone has a podcast 10 years from now, they bring up those bands. Like, that means I did something right. And so did my friends. And he, like drain, I know like drain and Gulch and, um, the bands that are like really hitting it right now. Like I know for a fact, they'll be in that conversation. And if I'm lucky enough to be in that conversation too, like that means a lot to me, you know? Yeah, but, uh, but I think you're really important as well because uh, you help out and you book a lot of shows. So I, I feel like, uh, like I, I feel like the bands you're playing in like are you know are awesome and uh, you know well respected. So I it, it'd be hard for me to not hear about those bands in the future. But whatever. But but I think also like you're um, really important because what you do behind the scenes and it takes a lot of work and not like everybody wants to do what you're doing when it comes to booking shows. So I, I think re- regardless that like, you're going to go down. Uh, uh, you know, in history up there. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I, not even that. I don't do it for that. It's just like, I just want people to come out and have fun. Like, mm. That's all I care about is, yeah. you know, as long as there's something for everyone to go do, it's better, you know, it builds community, it builds friendships, it builds bonds, builds bands, and it just keeps going. So like, I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can. Um, and I don't plan on stopping. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely like love to hear that because, um, I always, uh, hate when people talk about bands that they love, like after they break up or talk about how good they were or, you know, try to, you know, give them their roses after the fact. So it's just like, uh, I, I always just try to do my best to, to do that in real time. So like I, um, and I'm not trying to like, you know, dick ride or anything weird like that, but it's just like, no, like, I, I want to give props to the people who like really deserve it. Cause you guys, uh, you guys have something special going on up there. You're like everything that you guys are doing. It, it definitely is, uh, something special, whether you want to believe it or not, like you know, what you guys have going on, the bands, the, the scene, like I look at NorCal like way differently now than I did a couple of years ago because of you guys. So I, I think it's Dude, really I mean, a lot. that's like what we want. Like we want to put on for our area like we want to have fun like we want bands to tour and the destination to be here so they could have fun too mm. like that's what it's all about like that's what we want and like that's that was the whole goal like when we started doing shows no one came to santa cruz and now people always come to santa cruz or san jose like and it's a very connected scene so that was the goal like we wanted bands to be like okay we want to play there and then when they do it it fucking pops off so that's the that's all we want. Yeah. And no, I, I think you guys are doing a really good job of that. And um, obviously uh, nobody can go up there right now because of, uh, well, no tours or whatever, but yeah, I, I feel like when, uh, like the impact that you guys are having on like, you know, just like the scene in general, not just like, you know, California or NorCal, I, I feel like, you know, people are paying attention and know who you guys are, you know, from all over. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. That, that makes me happy to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. So I, I always just want to, uh, you know, I just had to ask like that because I, I always like think about that. And obviously you and I uh, talk from time to time. So I, I just am, am curious to see what your thoughts are on that stuff. I It's per, like, it's exactly what we wanted. You know, that's that's what we set out to do. So to hear that it's making an impact on people is like, means we're doing something right. And that makes me like, that gives, that makes me want to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. well yeah no for sure and i hope you you guys don't stop and uh obviously we, we talked about 
scowl and lead dream but uh is uh jostra doing anything Are you guys writing anything uh yeah i mean they're always jake's always writing rest and stuff and sending them to us and so i'm sure there's going to be more coming from that and uh i i have no doubt that that'll keep going as well so i'm uh i'm curious to, to see what we end up doing honestly yeah same here i like you guys uh put out put out that record was it like towards the end of 2019 if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah we did that ep mm-hmm. so so try to build that momentum back up 2021 yeah. 2021 shows come back maybe who knows has <laughs> I, I, I hold in my breath has there been any secret shows up there because i okay to my knowledge uh and uh, there's only been like one secret show that i've been aware of um in la but nothing um in orange county or anywhere other than that uh has anything try to pop off up there because i know there's been stuff like across the country like your people actually doing shows yeah i mean no there's there's nothing that i've heard of or i've been going to so um i just think everyone's staying in it's still pretty locked down up here so i don't think anyone wants to risk it okay um, that that's totally fair not mad at it and i feel like it was just just gonna make everything that much more special whenever it, it does come back that it'd just be a shit show too like a lot of people would be like talking shit and like fucking mad at each other and like can't believe you went to that or like fuck you because you put this show on so like when people are talking like i think people thought about it and then they're like nah fuck that like all right some someone posted about like a show recently like check out our our first show and everyone was like fuck you and i was like <laughs> oh man yeah it's, it's like no one now i know has done that because like it just i feel like it'd be the same reaction to anyone no matter who it was Who's idea? I just want to know whose idea was it to try to have a first show uh, during like these times? And I was like, yeah, like read the room. Like nobody wants to. Nobody wants to go to that. Just some like internet kid. Like I, I don't even know what kind of show it was. Like I didn't really, really watch it, but I, I thought it was funny when I saw like the little clip of it. Mm-hmm. Strange times. Uh, okay. <laughs> 2020 there's been uh surprisingly a good amount of new music that that has come out uh what are you listening to these days oh man i mean honestly i just listen to a lot of like like outlaw country and shit most of the time so like i mean or like some folk like i listen to like the classics so like i'll be listening to like waylon jennings or hank jr and uh the highwayman and all those bands and then like there's this folk artist i like called benjamin todd he's pretty good I listen to him a lot um and then you know, that's kind of going on and then as far as like hardcore bands i have my go-tos like i like a lot of the bands that um i i don't know like one of my favorite most recent albums was that criminal instinct one i liked that one a lot okay and then uh i i mean Drain and Gulch put out some albums I liked. Um, Spy, I like them. Uh, I like uh, trying to think of some that have come out recently that like really kind of like blew me away. Um, it's hard because like I like I said I haven't really been listening to hardcore as much like I do, but it's not as like 
I get kind of stuck. Like I'll just be listening to like sheer terror all day or something. Like that's kind of what I've been into for a long ass time. So, um, I don't know. Not, nothing that's like the bands that have been really going for it. Um, no one, people have been putting stuff out, but like no one can tour. So you kind of like it comes and then like it goes. Like, yeah, there's still hype around it and you're listening to it, but like, you, you don't really get to experience it as much as you, I would like them to, like, or I'd like, like to experience. So it's hard to remember who put out what, because honestly, it blends together now. Like, it's not that the releases weren't memorable or anything. I just can't remember what was going on, because the last six months just seemed like a kind of like a blur. Like, hardcore kind of isn't there. So, like, I just work you know, and, like, kind of focus on that and then, like, write music as I can. Mm. So, oh, you know what? I like Military Gun. They're cool. Um, I really liked that release. And then Punitive Damage did a release I liked, too. So those are two bands that I thought were, those really stood out to me. Um, trying to think of some others. Uh, yeah, I, I can't, I just haven't been listening to it as much, so. All right, well, I, I totally get that. Like these days, I've, I, I, I'll say I don't even know how this happened, but I ended up uh, listening to uh, K-pop, and I went down like this crazy like K-pop <laughs> like like rabbit hole. And no, I, I'm not even kidding. Like I, I even like reached out to some friends and like, yo, like something's wrong with me. Like this is all I think about, and I'm just like you know doing my research, like like you know looking at bands like histories and figuring out like you know. Um, you know, these bands are from this company and like, you know, this and that. And then I went to like this local K-pop store, bought some uh, CDs, which like, dude, like I, I can't remember the last time um, I actually went out to go buy CDs. So it was like a, like it was like a strange thing for me, but I was, like, oh, this is kind of cool. And like, I like walked in and uh, the people obviously like looked at me kind of weird because I didn't look like, um, you know, their typical customer. So they were just like, you know, kind of weirded out. But I was like, no, hey, I was like, hey, I was like, I'm a new K-pop fan. Like, like explain to me why this album has like two different covers. Like, are they like, is everything the same on the inside? So like, I, I didn't care. I, like, I'm trying to learn and like, it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's you been- know, I was thinking about it. 2020, 3 Knee Deep released something too. I, I fucked with that. Okay. Shout out 3 Knee like Deep. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're sick. I, I like that band. Um, I'm like trying to like remember the ones that came out this year because like everything, I almost feel like it's the end of 2019 still because like everything like got all fucked off. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what did come out this year? Because like I can't remember like everything that came out this year. Um, uh, yeah, that's... there's this one. Uh, there's a new band from PA called One on One. Have you had a chance to check them out? No, I haven't. I'll check them out though. Um, they, I mean, trying to think like, I don't, yeah, I, I haven't been on the internet as much too. That's my problem. It's like, so I don't know when things are popping off, like the release wise. So I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like I thought this album was already out, you know, and it wasn't like brand new. I'm curious because like I feel like a lot of times I would see you on social media. It's like uh, you posting about your motorcycle uh, and you having to like repair it and do all this crazy stuff to it. Like, how's that whole situation going? No, I fucking caught it on fire. That's why I had to fix it. It sucked. Like, I crossed some wires, um, redoing something, and it just, uh, yeah, it just, um, 
it just did not work out. Um, so I've been fixing it. I rewired the whole bike. I got to put a new stator in, but it's running strong. It's just wired to dead right now. So if I run it, like it could pro it could cause problems with like the regulator rectifier. And, um, I, I don't want to do that. So like, then I just have to charge the battery every time and it kills the battery, which means I have to replace the battery faster. So I got to take that apart. And I think that's the last thing that I have to do on it. So like a stator is basically the alternator on the bike. If you don't know what that is and it just keeps the battery charged and like keeps the full circuit going. And, um, yeah, I've been working on that. I got two that I need to work on. I work on one's pretty strong. It just needs the stator. And then another one, I got to like clean out all the carbs and fucking get a new harness for it because, uh, it's uh it's just has too much accessory things on it so it'll short out easily and probably something will go to ground and fucking kill the battery or something so um i just yeah i've been working on those when i get time that's what i do i do that I surf and skate and play music like that's pretty much my uh my whole day if i do anything yeah when i would see those uh pictures or videos of you uh, with like all the wiring out, I, I like look at that. And I'm like, that looks so complicated, and it's kind of cool that you know, at least you know what you're doing. But it's like such a trip to me because I know nothing about fixing cars or fixing motorcycles. Oh, that's. I mean, I had to fix cars growing up because we just didn't have money for it. So, like, I had to learn. It was like, all right, to buy the part and fix it yourself was cheaper than to take it to a shop. Mm-hmm. So I just learned the things that broke. Like, I I had to redo like the whole front end of my old car behind a skate shop when I was like 18 and like you learn a lot from that and then you kind of remember noises that led to that thing happening so you learn how to maintain it better and uh I just over time I've picked up some things like drain blew up their van and they had me come and fix it but um I was they thought it was the radiator so I replaced the radiator and I was like, I'm gonna do an oil change too it was running when they when they did it and I couldn't get it to turn over and when we took the oil out, I realized they cracked, they blew the heads. So like the fan was fucking done. Like there's, I can do some work, but I can't like replace like the whole top end and stuff. It would just take weeks. And if I did try to do it, like I just, I, it would be a lot of YouTube and reading the manual and all kinds of shit. So they ended up getting rid of that van and, uh, I've helped them out in the past with like brakes and all that sort of thing. Um, and so most of my friends too, when something goes wrong on their car, they call me and then I go over there and I'll be like, yeah, I'll fix it. Just give me a fucking burrito and like, like buy the part. And, um, other times I'll be like, I'm not touching this dude. Like this is way too much work. Um, that I'm just not going to be the guy for it. Like you're, I don't even know if I'll do it right. Um, with bikes, unfortunately, this bike's the same way. I had to learn how to fix it. Cause it's an old bike. It's from the seventies. So like, it's, um, it's just not gonna, no one's going to touch it. You have to find like a specialist for it. And, uh, there's not a lot of those around at times. So I got to do it myself. Yeah. Fuck it. You become the specialist and just kind of take over that market. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I, I want to keep it as a hobby. Once it becomes a job, it'll just piss me off. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I, I used to have this uh, old Honda Civic and 
I, I didn't like do anything like you know super crazy like when it would come to like fixing the car like I, I maybe like replaced some like you know tubes nothing like too insane but yeah there, there's been times where like I my car is like messed up and I'm like I don't know what's going on and I would just have to like you know YouTube or just go straight to the uh, you know the auto body shop and have them fix it and it's just like yeah it's crazy yeah yeah that's uh YouTube fixes all things at this point you can fix anything with youtube and like a little can-do attitude you know i learned how to tie a tie on youtube i was it was the i i got a new job at this restaurant and like part of the uniform was like you had to wear a, a tie and i didn't have it like a like they provided because it was like a like a specific tie that they provided so and it wasn't a clip-on so i'm like holy shit i don't know how to tie a tie so the, like before i went in i was like oh shit like i have to figure this out now so like i, I went to youtube and that's where i learned how to how to tie a tie it was insane and i was tripping i was like dude i was like i love youtube because there's literally tutorials for everything on there you can you know just learn everything on youtube for free I have to learn how to tie a tie every time from YouTube because I always forget how to do it. So I'm glad it's there. Oh, yeah. Same here. If you were to ask me to tie a tie today, I'd be like, all right, I'm clueless. Yeah. Pull up the YouTube video. Let's get it done because I definitely don't remember how to do it because it's been a long time since I've had to tie a tie. And if I've worn a tie recently, it's been a clip on. So there's that. (laughs) That's badass. Yeah. But damn. Malachi. This is this has been awesome. You know, I I, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, uh, still like you know being down, and, and I mean that because obviously, like I, I pop in at the most random times, and your DMs or I'll text you, and I, I just appreciate you always being responsive and uh, and just always being down. So seriously, I, I just want to thank you, like from the bottom of my heart, thank you for always being down and being like such a real friend, like off air because like whenever i text you had questions or never or ever needed any information about anything like you're always there and willing to you know help me out so i i seriously appreciate you and what you do for you know um the scene up there so seriously thank you i appreciate that a lot thank you for having me on Um, we'll we'll check in in another year i'll tell you all about the things going on in my life Um, yeah for sure and uh go ahead what's up no go ahead it's fine Oh yeah, that's so. Uh, yeah, what, I'm always around. Hit me up whenever. I will always talk to you. Yes, and hopefully um, by the next or by the next time we do this, hopefully we'll have hung out in person and you know uh, filled that gap. So I'm I'm hoping to see you soon. Uh, you know, uh, and I'll be safe and it'll, it'll it'll be a good time. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Oh yeah, man. Hit me up whenever, and uh, we'll we'll make it happen. All right. Well. This has been fun. Thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top.